Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Live Label Free Podcast. It is time for another one of those episodes for which the topic has been swelling my mind for the longest time now, and I just need to let the words come pouring out, and that is the topic all in recovery. More specifically, why all in recovery didn't work for me, and if you're listening to this, why it's probably not working for you. Or if you're listening to this because you believe all in recovery did save your life, I have no doubt this episode will give you an entirely new perspective on recovery and what's really the key to achieving a life of freedom. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast, where you'll learn to let go of limiting labels and embrace your unique brain. As my mom says so beautifully in her song, Which is why on this podcast, you'll learn the scientific links between neurodiversity and eating disorders, giving you a deeper understanding of how you can face your fears and become truly free. Together, you and me, we will keep putting one foot in front of the other. So before I get into why all in recovery didn't work for me and what actually did help me become fully recovered from my eating disorder, I just want to make sure we are on the same page when it comes to defining all in recovery. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you know I love unpacking definitions because they give us clarity, which is ultimately what drives action. And come to think of it, this idea of clarity driving action is actually very relevant to today's topic, so buckle up and listen in. Because there's obviously no dictionary definition of the term all in recovery, we can't really refer to objective facts when unpacking the topic. We can, however, dive into the origins of the term. From my understanding and research, all in is an approach coined by Nicola Rinaldi, co-author of the book, No Period, Now What? I have personally read the book and believe it can act as a very helpful guide for people recovering from hypothalamic amenorrhea, but if you are in recovery from an eating disorder and tend to be very numbers focused, which many autistic people tend to be as well, um, I mean, I'm one of them, I believe the book can also be harmful with its mention of very specific calorie amounts, and I actually had to eat like at least quadruple the amount of quote-unquote minimum calories mentioned in the book so if you tend to like really attach to numbers and don't allow yourself to go over certain calories um maybe not the best book for you Anyways, Nicola Rinaldi uses the term all in to describe a method of recovering your menstrual cycle, so your period, through increasing your food intake and reducing your stress, including exercise. 
Due to the strong overlap of hypothalamic amenorrhea, eating disorders, and disordered eating, along with certain influencers documenting their all-in journeys, the term has gained popularity within the eating disorder community. But I'm sure this is no new information to you, as it seems every quote-unquote recovery account on social media nowadays is announcing they are going all in. So what exactly does it mean to go all in when you are in recovery from an eating disorder? Well, because the approach wasn't initially intended for eating disorder treatment and rather created to heal a common symptom of disordered eating, which is, of course, a missing period, the all-in approach is subject to subjectiveness. What I mean by this is that everyone will have their own interpretation of the approach, which is logical considering going all in may look entirely different for one person than it does for the next. And this is exactly where the first problem lies with the all in approach. It's very black and white. Eating disorder brains are already super black and white in how they think, and the term all in implies you're either all in or you're not. The reality of recovering from an eating disorder is that it isn't linear and it will look messy and on top of that, the process will look different for each individual. Therefore, if you have a setback while being all in and at the time you're believing all in is the only way to fully recover, you are perpetuating the black and white thinking, which is the very purpose that you want to get out of when you're in recovery from an eating disorder. This can then result in you believing that you've quote-unquote failed at recovery, which of course brings you right back to square one as you return to your disordered eating ways because you've now believed that you found confirmation as to why recovery isn't possible for you. As I mentioned in my episode on black and white thinking in autism and anorexia, autistic individuals are much more prone to black and white thinking than neurotypical people, which is why I also believe autistic people are much more likely to develop eating disorders. For this reason, the majority of people that will have to face the decision of going all in or not will, by nature, often be autistic. Personally, for me, this is one of the main reasons all-in recovery did not work. But when I decided to go all-in several years ago was before I even knew I am autistic. At that time, the approach had been glamorized by individuals online, individuals that were claiming going all in had saved them. The approach was so appealing to me because it was so black and white. By choosing to go all in, I wouldn't have any other option than to eat whatever and whenever I wanted. By choosing to go all in, I wouldn't have any other option than to rest. By choosing to go all in, the only option ever was fighting my eating disorder every second of every day, which meant getting rid of my eating disorder would be an inevitability, right? Well, actually the opposite happened. This hyper-focus on all-in recovery and making sure I was doing recovery perfectly was actually the very thing that prevented me from the true point of recovery, becoming recovered past tense. Something I always tell people who come to me for advice on problem solving or letting go of negativity is where your attention goes, 
energy flows. This phenomenon is exactly what causes eating disorder behaviors to become so entrenched because you're attending to the eating disorder thoughts. If your eating disorder tells you to restrict and you act on this thought by restricting, you are fueling that very thought to keep on returning. You're giving your brain the notion that this is the quote-unquote right course of action, therefore signaling to your brain that eating is quote-unquote wrong. And again, do we see a pattern here? (laughs) Yes, black and white thinking. Again, giving attention to the eating disorder thoughts, whether it be a thought to restrict, exercise, compare, or whatever other eating disorder behaviors you engage in, this attention giving to your eating disorder thoughts, this is what gives your eating disorder energy to influence you and shape your belief system, which eventually becomes a distorted belief system because it's been so influenced by your eating disorder. And I know what you may be thinking now, well, isn't that the whole purpose of going all in, Livia? To always do the opposite of what your eating disorder tells you? To neurally rewire your brain to have different thoughts? Yes, of course it is. But let's take it a step further, a step that is beyond the label of going all in. Why do you want to neurally rewire your brain and have different thoughts? And now you're probably thinking, oh, well, that's obvious, so I can recover from my eating disorder. But again, why do you want to recover from your eating disorder? What does a recovered life actually look like for you? I seriously just want you to take a moment to think about this. Who would you be at your core if you were truly free without labels? Now, I bet what's coming up for you is things like being able to go out to eat and not feeling tired and being able to go on vacation and being able to make friends and all the other beautiful things that can finally exist when you are no longer living at the mercy of your eating disorder. I mean, when I was in recovery from my eating disorder, I made a whole list of reasons to recover with many of such opportunities. But the thing is, No amount of external reasons is going to be strong enough to change you internally. Because in the end, being enslaved to circumstances outside of you is the very opposite of being free. I'm currently listening to an audiobook on Audible called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And he says something so incredibly powerful, which is, The ego wants to want more than it wants to have. And I had to replay that sentence like three times when I first listened to it because I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what's actually being said here? So here it is again. The ego wants to want more than it wants to have. What this means is that the ego or your identity of self wants to want so that it can never be satisfied. But why wouldn't you want to be satisfied? Because to accept the present moment as it is, to accept your body as it is, to accept yourself as you are without labels and without the mask of an eating disorder would mean that you are okay as you are and you are allowed to take off that mask. That's what it would mean to say you're satisfied right now. But What this brings with it is a feeling of emptiness and lack of purpose. So your mind tricks you into thinking that salvation can be found in external circumstances. After you achieve this, have that, or if you have a particular experience. 
In terms of recovery and eating disorders, this may be achieving a certain weight or choosing to go all in. But if you actually do achieve or experience what the ego seeks, so what your current identity seeks, your happiness will not last for more than a moment and you will be left still wanting and chasing the next illusion. Just as your eating disorder is never satisfied after one behavior, you will never remain satisfied after one accomplishment or decision in any kind of way. And I believe the state of being in recovery, whether this be eating disorder recovery, quasi-recovery, all-in recovery, doing the mini-mod method, or whatever label you use to describe your state of being, is that next illusion after an eating disorder. When I first decided to go all in, I felt so excited. I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired and no longer wanted to identify as someone with an eating disorder. So naturally, I chose to start recovery from my eating disorder and then that became my new identity. Someone in recovery from an eating disorder. But bringing this back to that phrase, where your attention goes, energy flows. What do you think will happen when you identify as someone in recovery from an eating disorder? You will continue to identify as someone in recovery from an eating disorder. You will stay in recovery from an eating disorder. And isn't your goal to identify as yourself? Isn't the goal to eventually not be in recovery from an eating disorder any longer? Isn't your goal to eventually be recovered? To identify as someone who is free? And that actually brings me to another incredible quote from the book by Eckhart Tolle, which when I heard it, I was like, holy shit, this is the epitome of live label free. So here it is. When you don't cover up the world with words and labels, a sense of the miraculous returns to your life that was lost a long time ago. A depth returns to your life. Things regain their newness, their freshness. And the greatest miracle is the experiencing of your essential life as prior to any words, thoughts, mental labels, and images. For this to happen, you need to disentangle your sense of I from all the things it has become mixed up with, that is to say, identified with. I mean, oh my gosh, isn't that beautiful? I highly, highly, highly recommend you check out this book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, and you can actually listen to it completely free on Audible by visiting the link www.audibletrial.com forward slash live label free. So that's www.aud i-b-l-e-t-r-i-a-l dot com forward slash live label free. So getting back to this whole all in thing, looking back now, it wasn't going all in that actually made me excited. It was everything that fell under the label of all in. Eating whatever and whenever I wanted, resting, living without the rules my eating disorder had confined me to for so long. I thought that as long as I identified with this label of being all in, I could be someone who identified as someone who ate whatever and whenever they wanted, someone who listened to their body and its movement preferences, someone that could live without rules and restriction. But as I mentioned before about how identifying as someone in recovery 
kept me stuck in recovery. These characteristics I thought were entangled with the label all in weren't part of that label at all. Those characteristics are all habits of someone who identifies as free. And when you're free, you don't need a label because you have nothing to prove. The entire recovery community is filled with people who identify with certain labels. You have the vegans, the gym junkies, the foodies. Hell, I know how convincing it is to believe that adhering to a certain label will save you from your eating disorder. I mean, I describe my entire journey through all the labels in my upcoming memoir. But the danger with these labels, especially as they are portrayed on social media in such a heroic light, causing you to compare and feel you need to do the same to achieve that life of freedom, is that they are simply that labels. If someone's definition of recovered is founded on something external, what do you think will happen when they remove that label? Just like a house will collapse if you remove the ground underneath it, your state of being recovered will collapse if you remove whatever circumstance you built it on. The only thing we ever have, the only thing we always will ever ever have, is ourself. So if you look everywhere outside of you except for within, how do you ever expect to find yourself? This was the very realization that prompted me to become live label free. After going through countless labels, both inflicted upon me by others and by myself, I learned that nothing outside of me was going to save me. Only I could save me. And that realization is scary because it meant I had to stop acting like a victim and take responsibility for my life. But you know that saying, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will? I think the more accurate words would be, if you don't prioritize your life, a label will. Each and every label I adopted, vegetarianism, veganism, following the whole foods, plant-based diet, trying to be like certain fitness influencers, then trying the all-in approach when I got sick and tired of quasi-recovery, I turned to all of them to find the false freedom these people online were portraying and many people are still portraying. And I say false because if these online people are basing their happiness and state of being on these labels, they are not truly free. Every label I ever adopted made me feel the opposite of why I had turned to them in the first place. They took away my freedom. And this is because the ego wants to want more than it wants to actually have. This is why new things feel so amazing until they're not new anymore. Because then you want the next new thing. Well, the same goes for eating disorder recovery. Starting recovery is exciting because it's like a new adventure after your eating disorder. But then recovery becomes exhausting and you feel like you're stuck in what people call cosi recovery. I mean, that's the original reason why I was like, ooh, I'm going to go all in. So just like me, you're probably sick and tired of being in quasi recovery and you announce, just like I did, I'm going all in. But then what's next? I'd think it would be to actually live your life. So why put yourself through the misery of any restrictive identity if you can choose to live now? 
One of my clients and I were recently talking about the fact that there should actually be another word to replace recovery because focusing on recovery keeps you stuck in it because of that whole law of where your attention goes, energy flows, which, I mean, being stuck in recovery, I feel like it's almost just as bad as being stuck in an eating disorder. We came up with the word discovery because unlike recovery that is limiting and subjective, discovery opens you up to infinite possibilities. Unlike recovery, which most people fear to even start out of fear they'll fail at it, you simply cannot fail at discovery. You either have a win or a learning moment. There's never any losing or failing because it's all part of discovering who you are without labels. Now, to bring this episode full circle to what I said earlier about clarity driving action is that the main reason people feel all in will save them is because it's so clear cut. Just like an eating disorder's rules don't have any space for flexibility, neither does all in. It's another form of black and white thinking, another form of attaching your identity to something outside of yourself, another label that restricts you from living life to the fullest, a life in which you are so free that you don't need a label. After listening to all of this, you now may be asking, well, how do I get that clarity? How do I even know who I am without labels? Where do I even start? Well, my friend, this is exactly why I would like to invite you to book a consultation call with me so we can work together to discover what true freedom means to you. Because freedom does look different for each individual, which is why my time with you will be 100% individualized to you and your needs. I've helped countless clients take massive steps towards the lives they've dreamed of living and I would love to help you too. Simply head over to my website livelabelfree.com and you can find my coaching page there. I hope to chat with you soon and otherwise I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Just one foot in front of the other and you'll see around the corner soon. This podcast has been recorded by your host, Liv. This podcast has been edited by my wonderful friend, Dharma. And the beautiful song, One Foot in Front of the Other, that you are now listening to was written and recorded by my beautiful mom, Louise Alexandra. I am so grateful for my team and everyone who supports Live Label Free. Together, we are always stronger.